Okay, you want to start the pod? Oh my god. I feel like I'm going to be clearing my throat a lot because I choked on a piece of toast earlier and almost (laughs) died and I'm like still recovering. I'm still recovering. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hi, welcome to A Rockstart Sucks. My name is Carl Kuhn. Um, You may know me from my music projects, Museum Mouth Gay Meat, and my slight involvement with Say Anything. My name is Becca. Hi, and I am spiraling (laughs) tis the season tis the season to spiral and go stir crazy because guess what the furthest I have traveled this year is oh like 20 to 30 minutes north to Concord just because that's the closest Krispy Kreme (laughs) you traveled for Krispy Kreme they were having a great like buy a dozen get a dozen free deal (laughs) Wow, I love that. Okay, so today we're we're gathered here today on Zoom today to discuss an album that we have br- very briefly mentioned on the pod already, but recently celebrated a 10th birthday, which seems like, you know, maybe we should just throw our little two cents in about it. And that album happens to be Pink Friday by Nicki Minaj. Onika Mirage. <laughs> Onika Tanya Mirage. Petty. Dash Petty. Dash Petty. Before before we go any further, before we were recording on Zoom, Becca made a joke what? about how it's Dash Petty because she married Tom Petty, and that made me LOL. But then we remembered that Tom Petty is dead, so ripped. I didn't remember because I didn't know he was dead. I remembered. I was just informed that Tom Petty is dead, so I'm in warning. Becca was actually, yeah, she just got a little note, came across her <laughs> desk, and it said, Psst, Tom Petty is dead. My world shattered. <laughs> so Pink Friday, let's just talk about our experiences with this record, shall we? Sure. This uh, album came out November 22nd, 2010, and I feel like it's a Christmas album for me. Uh, <laughs> I, instead of listening to Christmas music, I just listen to Pink Friday and reminisce on better times. Yes, I will say you and I were, we were deep in the throes of our friendship when this record came out. And it happened to coincide with the, it came out on the same exact day as My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye. And I remember we were both enraptured with these releases. Both. So good. These releases coming out on the same day means time stood still. It was crazy. It was definitely really, really crazy. Um, But okay, so (laughs) Pink fucking Friday. Holy shit. So basically what Becca and I are saying is I I personally didn't have a lot of experience with Nicki um, with her mixtape era and feature era leading up to the release of this record. Me neither. Um, So this is where we got on the Barb train, the two of us. Um, And you know what? This record... Re-listening to this record this year has been so fun. Yeah. This record is joyous, in my opinion. Yeah. It's, you know, like I said, it's just like, it makes me reminisce on better times. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, this is, 
I just, I wonder if like a lot of people have like kind of a sad, nostalgic lens for this album. <laughs> you know, like when you think of Nicki Minaj, I don't really think of those adjectives. But... Uh, well, I do. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were both, I was 20. So I had that just turned means 20. I was 17. Yeah. yeah. Which that's like a, an amazing window for kind of like formative um experiences with music so during our sweetheart days did we do a cover of super bass we did well we like learned it i was like did we is this a fault another false memory like (laughs) no this is a real memory we both learned it and then um there was a show in my dad's basement with casey lee and meadow and we played our set and then it was kind of a like do you guys have any other songs like sort of like an uh, an encore if you will Uh and it was kind of like well we started working on this we could try it we did like the first verse and i was like okay i can't do this it's like it hurts too bad but it was fun it's so funny that we learned that song because I listened to it for the first time in years and I was like, I don't remember it sounding like this at all. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I have a funny little anecdote about Super Bass. This year, um, it's no secret, I took a food service job where I was working with a lot of teens and there was one of the teens, she was cool. She was the cool girl. She has like interesting music taste. She's like the indie girl there. And um, we were, one day, my boss and I, who's also my age, 30, we were talking about um, Super Bass, and it was just like an amazing song. And she turned around to us online, and she was like, you know what, I think when I go home today, I think I'm going to learn all the words to Super Bass. And we both kind of, like, gasped, like, wait, you don't already know all the words to Super Bass? <laughs> and she was like, no. And then we, like, took bets on how many other teenagers worked there knew it, and there's this other girl who I won't name her, but she was very, like, nerdy, ROTC girl. And when she came in for her shift, we assumed she would be the only other person that would not know the words. But when she came in for her shift, we started playing it. And she was singing along. And another one of the teens pointed at her and said, Look! <laughs> it, was, it was just all to prove that this one cool girl is the most Caucasian person that worked at Since you work with teens, um have a question for you and please shoot do they look like teenagers no they don't okay i was like wondering if that is only in like big cities where teenagers these days look like full-ass grown adults uh or if it had spread to rural north carolina as well some i feel like i kind of grade our teens like um like, you know, thinking about how, like, the culture kind of, like, you know, it trickles down to more rural areas. I think that they look older than teens, but they don't look as old as teens I've seen in, like, metropolitan areas where it's like, okay, you're literally, like, a model assigned to, like, Wilhelmina or some shit. Right. Or, like, um, uh, Kylie Jenner, who looks like she's fucking 35. Always, yeah, and has for years. Um, But, okay, I was definitely on the cusp. I was on the tail end of my ugly teen face when this record came out, which is sad (laughs) to say that it lasted years and years, but it did. That photo that you dug up of us at the Be Your Own Pet show, that was like (laughs) prime ugly teen face. I thought I had gotten rid of any evidence of that. And then that photo shows up, and I'm like, God. I love that pic. Braces. You look like a little bug. Terrible. Just terrible hair. Again. <laughs> so cute. The uh, middle part hair. 
Not it was side part with like oh, was it? my <laughs> side bangs with my cowlick. It's like this. Oh, I love that cowlick. Anyone? I'm glad you do. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't follow Becca on Instagram, she has a highlight of all the times that her cowlick is sticking straight up in her bangs, <laughs> and it is truly beautiful cinema. Oh, okay, man. let's dive into the fucking record. <laughs> Pink Friday opens with a little song called I'm the Best. What do you want to say about that, Becca? Within the first paragraph of the Pink Friday Wikipedia, (laughs) it like lists all the labels like Young Money, Cash Money, Universal, and I was and it clicked about that line. (laughs) (laughs) But like, okay, I got like, yeah, um, I'm young money, cash money. Yeah, I'm universal. Like I didn't put universal together. Like I was just, I just took it as she's saying like, yeah, I'm universal. Well, I think it's a double entendre. Yes. She's literally, she is the smartest woman in the world. It is crazy. (laughs) Um, uh and before after she says that before the chorus it sounds like she hiccups did there's you like hear a, that yeah yeah there's like, like a hook yeah <laughs> i wanted like i literally want a super cut of all of her ad libs because there are some ad libs on this record where i'm just like this was probably so fun and funny in the studio oh my gosh um she rules oh my god I want to challenge you to try to follow the sample little ch- like symbol sound hit rhythm in the song. Yes, but only like in the verses. I want you to try to follow along with it and see if it makes <laughs> okay. any fucking sense. <laughs> okay. I've never paid attention to it, but I bet it's wild. I like started to, and I was like, "What the? F- Is this person?" <laughs> just like forgetting that they're supposed to be hitting and then it like comes in like a half beat later and you're like what the fuck is whoever was in charge of that single hit was like not paying attention i love that i will say this record really early on establishes a tone with the kind of like gaudy synth sounds oh yeah but they're so good they're like so sweet like it's like that kind of like they just immediately endorphins induced inside my system when I hear like those like heavy glammy synth sounds it's so good they have like that out of tune lo-fi piano going on yes they do (laughs) there's like I feel like there's a lot of moments like that on this album excuse me as I burp a bunch probably from that toast um (laughs) it's so weird that toast is making you burp like crazy I legit almost died, Carl. I like breathed in and it shot down my throat and I immediately was like gasping for air. (laughs) That happened to me once with a guitar pick and when it came out of my throat, (laughs) when it came out of my throat, it was like literally like a movie. There was like so much saliva that came up with it. It was really disgusting. Um, But okay, so I'm the best. Literally, this just... To open your fucking record with a song called I'm the Best. Like, I'm the best. I remember when we got this record, it was like the absolute audacity is just, it's like making me tear up. It's so beautiful. The confidence. Yeah, give me some of that. <laughs> My counter argument to the song would be called I'm the Worst. <laughs> Becca. I literally had a dream last night that everything I touched either broke or I destroyed it somehow. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which okay, is, okay. it's proving my point that I'm the worst, even in in dream life. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what else okay. do you want to say about this? Um, song? I wanted. To- I want to talk about some specific lyrics. Okay. Um, there's a really funny thing that happens. Well, I just want to say the her actual the opening lyrics to her first verse. She was back in 07, did a couple of tapes, did a couple of DVDs, made a couple of mistakes. That's like, wow. That's to tell your story, like to intro your story just so succinctly in two lines. It's like, okay, she is a wordsmith. She is, again, she's the smartest woman in the world. Um, but there are some lyrics that make me LOL and always have the my run up in Disney out in LA with Lindsay can yeah. only assume she's talking about Miss Lohan of course like there's no other Lindsay but just like I don't know the idea of those two people hanging out the chaos of that is <laughs> <laughs> in really Disney cool. in Disneyland yeah in actual Disneyland yeah sounds fun um, what are some other lyrics that make me LOL in this song Oh, the second verse is so sweet. The second verse is like, she's talking about her her life growing up and buying her mom a house. I'm just like, okay. Like, you know, like there's like always kind of that like story where it's like if you're an artist and you're like really like pushing, you're really gunning for it. Like the most amazing thing you could do is like pay it back to your fam. And it's just like, she does all this in the first track. Mm-hmm. It's for all the girls that never thought they could win. I highlighted those lines because they're just they're so good and like I didn't I didn't I don't think we really consumed a lot of the music press for this record at least I know I personally didn't when it was coming out I just kind of like got the album and then ran with it um didn't really care what the press said about it because I was enjoying it so much but like in a lot of the press she talks about she's like doing this for the girls and I think that like starting this record with this song and having that second verse kind of touch on that is like a really smart move to all my bad bitches i can see your halo iconic line i like there was a good thing on twitter like uh around the the 10th anniversary of this where it's like what are some nikki lyrics that you say every day and that's like one that i if i don't say it every day i at least think about it every day <laughs> it's such beautiful imagery oh man i cannot say that any of these lyrics are in my head every day really no None of, like, this is all, like, so positive. None of it's self-deprecating. Okay, yes. I, I like, use this song as, like, this song is always latently in my brain as, like, a way for me to be like, okay, you just got to make it to 11 p.m. and you can get back in bed. <laughs> this is literally your Zoloft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the best way to keep it out is my antidepressant it's what i use that's what i use to treat my depression wow that is so much cheaper and convenient <laughs> Give me i don't that think power. it works as well <laughs> <laughs> i'm still incredibly depressed oh man okay i'm the best by Nicki minaj i think this song absolutely rocks it rocks Okay, sickening. That brings us to track two, Roman's Revenge, featuring <sighs> Eminem. Oof. Why? Mm. Why did she do this? It's because, <laughs> okay, I had the same question, and it's literally just because she takes on her alter ego and this song, and Slim Shady is Eminem's alter ego, and that's like, 
a well-known thing. So it's kind of like both of their alter egos are like going at each other. That's the whole story. It's like if you're thinking of like rappers that like, you know, it's common knowledge that they have like an alter ego. It's like he's definitely up there on the list, if not like the top one I would think of. But it's just an unfortunate pairing because I despise him so much. Oh yeah, he's he's terrible. He's the worst. Uh Eminem that is. Uh because <laughs> Nikki's alter ego is Roman Zolansky. I was always thrown off by that. Like do you think that that's just a like It's a play on Polanski. Polanski. Yeah, but it's just, it's kind of like one of those things where, like, I feel like I could, if someone was like, hey, like, do you know that director, Roman, if I was, like, a little unfamiliar, be like, oh, yeah, Zolanski. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it kind of feels like it's one of those, like, almost like a misheard sort of thing. Yeah, I have a really great quote about, about Roman that Nikki said. Okay, read. Uh, about the follow-up album. She said, and if you're not familiar with Roman then you will be familiar with him very soon. He's the boy that lives inside of me. He's a lunatic and he's gay and he'll be on there a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That... Oh man, I love, I want to make that my artist bio. That's so good. He's, he's a, a lunatic, lunatic and he's and gay, he's gay <laughs> and he'll be on there a lot oh i love that so much you know and for him to make his kind of like first appearance on this record in this song is really he comes in hard yeah you drop like from the opening it's like dropping into a video game and you have like <laughs> roman versus slim shady and it's true. I love the sound design going on in this song. Mm-hmm. The looping, like cello, doom, 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 and then like the thudding, like kick drum that follows it. It's like, oh shit! Yeah, it, it's just like anytime she wants to show off how good of a rapper she is, they kind of pull that trick where it's just like a very simple, like do 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 do, like mm-hmm. bass kick, whatever, while mm-hmm. she just goes off. Yeah, they, like, let her be the percussion. <laughs> they, yeah. like, let her flow, like, do whatever it wants. And she's just so good. And it's kind of one of those things, like, getting really into this record when it came out, it felt like this was kind of, like, the standard that I would, like, hold hip-hop that I was personally consuming, too, for, like, a long time. And it's crazy how, like, other things would, like, kind of touch it. But, like, just, you know... I think even in the Pitchfork review, they talk about, like, even Nikki, like, shooting, like, middle of the road is better than, like, a lot of people trying their best. Right. Like, she's just so incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. And I, I have my friend Taylor, who we obviously, we both know Taylor, but, like, listeners might not. He, like, is obsessed with every time she, like, establishes a flow, like, halfway through a verse and then, like, switches it. He, like, loses his mind. <laughs> and that, like, his excitement about it, like, makes me excited about it. And it's just, I feel like she has that effect on, like, so many people in a bunch of different ways but this song oh man this song her parts in the song are so good yeah i don't even want to talk about eminem here 
Yeah, we're just going to pretend like he's not on the no. song. I will say the 10 year anniversary, they released um, a version of this song that it may have been released before. I missed it, but um, it has Little Wayne instead of yeah. Eminem on it. It's good. It's f- it's crazy, but it's good. Oh, I want to say one lyric that I will always love is you little Fraggle Rock beat you with a catalog. That, <laughs> that is imagery, great. That imagery is insane but so good so good it's so good fraggle rock too truly it's a missed like moment in culture the kids don't know about fraggle rock right when i ask people they're like what the fuck i'm like it's like the (laughs) dirty 70s version of muppets (laughs) it really is i didn't realize i guess like i clearly famously there was like a beef with Nikki and Little Kim, just because you know, mm-hmm. like at that time, it felt like two female MCs couldn't exist at the same time. Right. But and I did. I guess this song is supposed to be more of like a diss towards her, at least specifically that line. That's what Genius is leading me to believe. Hmm. Um, but I have thoughts because I read up on that too on her on the wiki. Beef. Yeah, it addresses the beef uh, with Little Kim, but it points out that anytime. A female rapper comes onto the scene. Lil Kim goes after them, uh, and after this album is when she like really drops a diss track towards okay. Lil Kim. Okay, okay, okay. So this is if any any sort of digs at Lil Kim on this record that you know people are reading into it maybe weren't as intentional as they become later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. This is good to know. I like hate to pay attention to that kind of stuff because it's like obviously it's important for the culture, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, if I like it, I want to like it. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> like yeah. don't make me not like it cuz you're feuding. I mean, this could be like uh this is just like any sort of hater she's addressing. It's yeah, you could easily make it about any sort of hater. Yeah. Um, I know the chorus is the rough raw like a dungeon dragon is a callback to Buster Rhymes, and I'm I I can't pull it off the top of my head, so I'm looking on Genius right now, and it says he first used it in his verse on a Tribe Called Quest classic scenario, and it has repeatedly come back since. So that's like a cool thing too, you know, like referencing um, the more kind of. Uh, I don't want to say abstract, but like the more kind of like zany hip hop artists that have come before you, mm-hmm. whose lane you're kind of occupying and pulling from. That's like a cool thing, in my opinion. Yeah. It's, oh, wow. Okay. It's artistic. It's very artistic. Track two, Roman's Revenge. I think this song absolutely rocks. I think it rock rocks. <laughs> how long have you been planning that that just popped into my head <laughs> okay wow love a breakthrough on the pod all right track three is a little song a beautiful little ditty called did it on them <laughs> wow <laughs> this song it's so circular with that main sample that's why i'm doing this because <laughs> it's just bow, bow, bow. yeah <laughs> It's so good. Is this a I think... Oh, no, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? No, no, no. No, no, you go. I was going to say, I remember when we got to this song on the record, we all lost our absolute minds. 
it was like I can't even believe that she would do this. Like, you know, like I mean I can believe it. And it's like clear that, you know, if anyone was gonna do it, it's her. But it's just like when you hear like an artist go for this when they do this, it's like you have to lose your mind. It's so good. It's so good. And this is like how Taylor loses his mind when she like switches up her flow or whatever. I lose my mind anytime she does the look and it like pans (laughs) back and forth but like she's not doing it herself it's just like i want to see how i want to learn how to do that in pro tools like (laughs) just like the beginning of a word and to like and to chop it to chop it and make it so like because i've definitely like pulled inspiration from that and tried it but like it's just they do it so perfectly yeah 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 it's one of those things where i know it's way harder than it seems yes most definitely as someone who has chopped up a lot of audio it is not easy to make it sound as cool and as effortless as it sounds here god yeah this song that screenshot i sent you from genius where someone was like <laughs> the song is nikki made this for the kids <laughs> We're talking about their number ones and number twos. I gotta look back at this because I was laughing so, so hard. <laughs> Put your number twos in the air if you did it on Hey, y'all. On Genius Someone annotated this. In order to more easily distinguish what toddlers have to do in the bathroom, one is used to refer to peeing while two is for pooping. This is reference to the shitted on them line. Nikki is just doing this for the kids, y'all. That is truly, that is the best genius annotation we have come across. <laughs> Hands down, far and away. So good. I hope Graham and Courtney use this song to teach potty training to Wyatt. I feel like a lot of, a lot of cool and hip parents probably do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Any anything you want to touch on specifically in this oh. song? Because there's a little part I'd like to talk about. Is it the cowbell? No, it was not going to be that. <laughs> I can't. Oh man, how they landed on that being a cool, good thing, but somehow it works. Just that single cowbell. Where do they do it? Throughout the song. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's the never... main beat. You crazy person. <laughs> It's never once crossed my mind that it's cowbell. What? Listen to it right now. <laughs> Hold on, it's gonna be harder than that. Yes! I never I literally had I I never noticed. I never noticed that it's like literally like sixteenth notes on the cowbell. <laughs> Where? Where's the cowbell on the song? Literally the entire song. song I'm so sorry. I'm so dumb. I'm the dumbest man. Nikki's the smartest woman in America. I'm the dumbest man in America. (laughs) Yeah, I had no idea. I never pay attention to that. I mean, obviously, it's like, okay, to my defense, the lyrics are iconic in the song, and the synth and the bass are so heavy. There's a lot distracting you away from that cowbell, in my opinion. But, okay, wow, that rocked. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, some lyrics I want to talk about specifically. Oh, my God. Okay, there's, uh, oh, my God, where are we? Where are we? Are we? Verse three. 
uh, the towards the end of verse three. This is the line where she talks about the motherfucking pools and the trees. That is iconic imagery, in my opinion. But that's not what I want to specifically discuss. I want to discuss the you my seed, I'll spray you with the germinator. She does her own <laughs> ch- 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 move back bugs. Matter of fact, you know the queen could use a back rub. Ah, uh, I love that. Where she's like ah, uh, and then of course quintessential gay if you could turn back time share you used to be here now you're gone there that is some really iconic wordplay i cannot listen to the song with and this part in particular not do the motion of spring when she <laughs> does perfect. the ch- 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 like it's impossible time <laughs> unless you would have to tie my hands together <laughs> behind my back but i'd still probably be doing it behind my back <laughs> Your little like it's so good wow it's really it's really really good also just to think that at some point in time Nicki minaj put pen to paper and wrote move back bugs <laughs> is just so beautiful that's <laughs> so cool she's so cool move back yes. bugs this also famously had my favorite line for a long time. The um, couple wet wipes, kiss a bum, try to touch me. Ew. The beat drops. Ew. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. But I've moved past that line now. That was my favorite from like 2010 to 2018. I was just but, happy that this day and age I understand the line, all these bitches is my sons, and I'm not talking about Phoenix. She's talking about the- Like the Phoenix Suns? Yes. Now that yes. I know about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when did you learn about basketball? Since I moved to the Bay Area. Honestly, <laughs> okay. it's like part of the culture. <laughs> I'm sure like you and I, like when it first came out at some point in time, we both were like Phoenix, like the band 1901 Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> um, To refer to your duffel bag as a duff bee, that's like really cool too. She's just- she says, uh, there's the line, gave the bitch a rag, got the continental dusty, trust me, I keep a couple hundred in the duff bee. Oh. Talking about a duffel bag. Wow, she's just, her mind. And she just assumes that we all know. And that's like, so cool. I will say the last, the final chorus, safaris, ad-libs are so good. The kid version, because you a bunch of kids and stuff. That is, those lines are so good. I was had it in my mind that that was all taken from some movie or something and then i was like oh no this is like on purpose yes yeah it, it the way that they the way that they mix it it feels like a sample mm-hmm. but it's like literally just safari doing an ad-lib track yeah. which is just so the pairing of these two people i feel like their relationship got really tumultuous and ended really really badly i can't confirm or deny i kind of tried to stay away from that as it was occurring but the pairing of those two people on this record is so it's so good it's magic well she dated safari forever they were together Mm -hmm. for like 10 or 12 years and they were engaged i think or i don't know they broke up and then that's when she started dating meek mill Meek Okay, so I didn't know that Meek was like right after Safari. Okay, so basically did it on them. Track three. It's so good. It rocks ass. It rocks. Okay, so track four is called Right Through Me. You'll see right through me. 
how do you do that shit? <laughs> That's like okay. So how do you? How do you? How do you? This song is beautiful. It's so sweet. It's such a sweet song. It is. I today like reading up on some of the press. Um, there's like she's quoted a lot like before the record came out being like. There's a song called Right Through Me that we're going to drop as a single that's, like, really good. And I think a lot of people will like it. And to just, like, to go into a studio, record this song, and then go out in public and be like, yeah, I think a lot of people will like this, is, like, so modest. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know? Because it's, like, to me, this song is, like, almost next level. I get why it was kind of panned, along with, like, some of the other more pop-leaning songs on this record for the time. But I feel like they have aged so well. Mm-hmm. Okay. The electric guitar at first, I was like, okay, this is giving me very sweet disposition by the Temper Trap vibes. And okay. then I was listening and I was like, wait, what is this melody? And it's basically the same as Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Okay, crazy. It's, Nikki's a Tears for Fears fan. It's, it's that same guitar little riff but it just moves up and down like a whole note wow that's cool there's kind of a lot of references to like 80s synth pop on this record mm-hmm. which that's like a really my that's favorite a, pull, she was pulling from that in 2010 i feel like indie rock was also pulling from that in 2010 she was like right on she was she was right there and in it mm-hmm. ahead of her time she really was ahead of her time. And the producer she worked with on this record, everyone had their finger on the pulse when this was happening. And that is so cool. Okay, right through me. What do I want to say about this song? It has a lot of like goofy Nikki personality where she's like, she's really becoming, you know, she's like, she's talking to you like you would assume actually talking to her in real life would would feel like and sound like. And that's like a really cool thing that I feel like you can tell that she spent a lot of time finding her voice, making music and like rapping on other songs and stuff leading up to this. She like definitely knew um, her character and like what she wanted per- to portray to her audience. And that's really cool. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's just a sweet, it's just so, it's such a sweet song. It's like, you see through all my bullshit and you uh, like, teach me lessons about the way I am and coming to realizations that I don't know this is the world's like longest run on sentence I don't fucking <laughs> <No>. know <laughs> I feel like it's like it's a cool thing she's establishing like you know that she has like a self-awareness to the fact that you know she is a person she is flawed and this other person in the equation can be a rock sometimes and that's like a, a thing about them that she really appreciates it's cute. It's really sweet. The second verse, the because you say Nikki and I say who me and you say no you and I say screw you. And that <laughs> shit is so good. She's literally writing a skit. It's so amazing. Nikki. Who me? <laughs> no. Oh, wait. Wait. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. you're right. No, you. Screw you. <laughs> wow, well, we're clearly uh. trained actors. Uh, um, but yeah, this is this lyric is good, or this this song is good. That whole verse has like the peephole line is so good. Um, she's just uh, yeah. I don't even know what I want to say about this song. How do I you will say that stop this. No, 
<laughs> Won't you just stop looking through me? Because I can't take it. No, I can't take it. No, I can't take it. It's so good. This is an emo song. Oh, man. It makes me think about, I mean, at least this person she's talking about, it's like he knows her really well. And it's and and through all of her fronts. It's the classic of like, oh, what's wrong? I'm fine. And he's like, no, you're not. Yes. Yes, you're right. But famously, what we refer to happens with uh, Burn Your Life Down by Tegan and Sarah. Where it's like, how are you? I'm good. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I love that. Is there anything else you want to say about Right Through Me? No. I think the song rocks. It rocks. Okay, track five is Fly featuring Rihanna. Okay. This is where I start to kind of have, this is where my experience of this record gets a little different because the earliest version of this record that I think we both owned, because I probably Gave it to provided me. it for you. Yeah, it was like a leaked version that didn't have this song. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're I... ourselves to be music pirates. I'm sorry. That's what Graham literally texted me this morning, and he was like, "If you got that Waves album for me, it's probably out of order because I pirated it." <laughs> this was like at an, a time when like pirating music. Unfortunately, I hate to say this, it was easy. It's not easy now, at least not in my opinion. When I find out that there are people in my life that still pirate music to this day, I'm like, okay, why? Mm-hmm. It seems hard. They probably have a Windows computer. <laughs> okay, Becca. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. She just did it on them. Um, Windows like allows okay. all those viruses to get up on your system. Mac would be like, <laughs> no, no, no. This looks fishy. Oh, wow. All them viruses. Okay. I want to say, though, when I did finally... Uh, obtained a version of the record with this song. I really do like this song, but it is interesting to me that in the Nikki X Rihanna canon, that like the song isn't more of like a banger. Like, because they had previously collaborated on, um, what is the Rihanna song? Is it Raining Men? What's it, that song called? Yeah, well, there, there, this is, it is called Raining Men. It's on Loud. Um, this song is slays this is one of my like this is my top five fave songs off of lao which is an amazing album and it's just like it's like a it's a banger and for them to kind of collab on like a like slow jammy sort of thing like you know the first moody moment of the record it's like okay i mean they both do what they're doing here well like rihanna sings beautifully and nikki raps beautifully but like to me it just doesn't it doesn't have like a lot of personality and this, is that wrong to say no because i think this is a christian song oh shit it kind of has that vibe a hundred percent the best part of the song is the vocal melody of rihanna going fly i i as i had a whistle tone <laughs> and like up until that point it's like it's am i in church uh <laughs> And uh, the keyboard melody also has to be, like, one of the most common note progressions. I'm sure I've used it before, and uh, it's very journey, don't stop believing. It's, like, the same notes as well as Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, But I'm glad to know that I 
didn't accidentally delete this from my iTunes because no, I you thought. didn't. We just didn't have it. And uh, the piano, when it comes in at the end, it, it's like, oh yeah, there's like, it's like the worst sounding programmed piano ever. It's like, oh yeah, there's like no real instruments here. <laughs> yeah. I agree, unfortunately. It's like, it just doesn't feel like, like, you know, sometimes like with music, people talk about the actual music performance sounding inspiring. This is not that. Mm -hmm. This to me is a good example of like the actual music performance and like the sounds in the actual audio track not sounding like real instruments or sounding inspiring in any way. And it's unfortunate because I really love these women. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, unfortunately, this is the first song on this record that I think kind of it sucks a little. Yeah, I have to agree. I would say it's fine, though, just because of Rihanna's vocal melody. Oh, yeah. It's so, For sure. It's Anytime so Rihanna sings a chorus on a song, unfortunately, there are only a certain number of songs in this world that Rihanna actually does sing the chorus of. So when you get one of those songs, you have to just immediately say it rocks. <laughs> it's actually the law. Um, but yeah, I think ultimately, I think the song also is just fine. I am not fly. I am levitation. <laughs> that Dua Lipa levitating. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't. Nikki doesn't do anything really in these verses like skimming them right now that like she also rhymes uh lose my mind sorry i I got excited because i remember reading this line cry my eyes out for days upon days such a heavy burden placed upon may (laughs) (laughs) she rhymes me with days (laughs) that's i mean hey if you can make it work make it fucking work I think it's cool i like the idea of nikki kind of like getting this track and being like I can make this work. Like if if it was like kind of her idea to be like, yeah, I can like I can sell this. That makes me like think that's cool. That kind of reveals an aspect of her, um, you know, another level to her personality that is just so iconic. But in general, I think that ultimately the final product here is not. It's not doing it for me. I think Fly is just fine. Fly is fine. Okay, well, track six is a song called Save Me. Fun fact, I attempted to create a cover of this in college when I had access to lots of MIDI shit, and that's when I realized I'm terrible at beats. Well, this famously has the beat that we were talking about. But that's just like a little sample. It comes and goes. Yeah, you're right. Um, Like, the... The main beat sounds simple enough, but then when I sat down to try to do it, I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the main beat, the like the main like beat in the song has that it has like a synth note as like a percussive element, and I love that. It's very tainted love by Soft Cell mm-hmm. to do that. You know, like every four measures you get a boop. That's like mm-hmm. an actual keyboard note, not like a an actual drum sound. Boop. That's like a cool thing. Love that. Like Speaking to the funky drummer sample that you're talking about, mm-hmm. I I just find it a really interesting choice that just comes in and out, but it works. Like, 
in the grand scheme of things of this song as a whole, it's like, okay, let's find a way to place this in here just for, you know, cred, basically. Yeah, it it almost feels like the song doesn't need it. The song is still good without it. It's really cool that it's there and it does kind of like beg the question as to like why. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like whose idea was it to be like, okay, we actually need this in here. It almost feels like in my mind, like the scenario I paint is like they were working on the track and it was like, you know, whoever is like someone in the room had just like gotten like a little too high and was kind of like, I kind of hear this like thing in my head. It's like, it's because it's like, you know, it's like obviously a slow song. If you just double the speed of it, it's like you could do anything. It's cool. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm spitballing here trying to make some sense of something that feels a little crazy, but yeah, this is one of my favorite songs on this album. It's gorgeous. It's, it's gorgeous. The chorus is so good. It it all works together to create this feeling of desperation. Like you have this mm-hmm. underlying pulsing synth going on, but also with her vocals, it's just it's like it's she is crying out in desperation and I can relate. It's like yeah, it, it's a relatable sentiment. And I think the synth that the like kind of like the synth that has the like slow attack, the like mm-hmm. vroom, yeah. Vroom, that is so beautiful. Are you talking about uh, like the the single note? Yes, like, like the sing You know what that sounds like? It sounds like when you play a harmonic on violin. Oh, okay. That's I would not know anything about that, but <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool that's and that's like, beautiful. Yeah. Which I'm like that. That is cool to use as like a sample, as a synth thing. Yeah, I know. Like back in the day, we would do like production wise, like uh, like if you tracked guitar that had like a lot of reverb on it, you could always just like go in and cut the part that was just the reverb tone, so you have none of the attack of the stringed thing, and then like use that to like build like interesting soundscape stuff. Just, you know, fun little studio ideas, a.k.a. recording in your bedroom, bored out of your mind. (laughs) Um, But yeah, in general, I also want to point out the fact if you I feel like we entered Nicki Minaj through her monster verse. Oh, God. Okay. To think that the woman who 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 wrapped that monster verse has this song on her record is just and it works. It, like, doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel contrived. It doesn't feel fake. It, like, legitimately works. She contains multitudes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. In contrast to the piano on Fly, the piano here sounds real and actually sounds really good. And I want Courtney to learn it. <laughs> oh, my God. Make her, make her learn it. She'll learn it. Uh, it can't be that super hard. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of monsters, she references being a monster on the song. Do you think that that's intentional? Oh, Verse two, it's not, it's your, not your fault. fault. I'm, I'm a bitch. I'm a, I'm a monster. Bitch, I'm a monster. Uh. <laughs> Whether it's intentional or not, it's <laughs> it's smart. Uh, yes, I'm a beast and I feast when I conquer, but I'm alone on my throne. All these riches. I came this way, all this way, just to say, hey. Just to say, hey. Oh, yeah. What a beautiful. 
this is probably just a me problem, but when I sing this chorus to myself, I realize that the me is a note that I never choose on my own. I like can't hit it. I know this like I don't know what notes she's singing here. Yeah. It's impossible. she invented the me note. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that we have that same problem. That makes me feel a lot more normal. <laughs> I'm sure it's layered. So there's it makes like a its own note, like Tegan and Sarah. Yeah, the Tegan and Sarah note. God, I okay, keep... wow. Anyways. <laughs> okay, I think Save Me by Nicki Minaj rocks. Yeah, rocks. Okay, slay. Track seven is a little song called Moment for Life featuring Drake. What do you want to say about this song, Becca? I wrote down this song. Like, you know how movies are like a mind fuck? I said this song is an ear fuck. <laughs> Movies are like a mind fuck. <laughs> the song is in your fuck. <laughs> okay, please elaborate. Okay, there's like a crazy sample going on in the background. It sounds like people talking. And the conclusion I came to is that it is like someone scratching a record, like a DG- DJ scratching a record, because at certain points in the song, it's like a like it stops and okay that's like the conclusion i came to there's like the orchestral sample that's like there's so many filter sweeps going on the the snare and the kick are so real sounding there it's like dirty contrasted with the cute key tones that are going on and the strings it's like there's a lot of textures going on which i really love there is. You're right. It is incredibly cinematic, and it is kind of like every scene in a movie happening at once. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't... This was kind of one of those songs that, obviously, I, lo- I love this song. I know all the words to it, but, like, as I spent more and more time with it, I was like, I don't necessarily live or die for this song. Is that wrong? No. I okay. have never understood the hype around Drake. Okay. Have you? I had a gigantic phase with Drake, and Nikki's involvement in his world is a lot of the reason why I got sucked in, I can only assume. Um, I know he famously earlier this exact same year was on Loud by Rihanna with What's My Name, and that was that was also bigly responsible. His involvement with like like the female like pop and like rap world got me like really into him um the only time i've been into him is the when he put out just hold on i'm coming home just just hold on we're going home yeah that's like the only song that i've been like yeah i like this song i got into him with take care and obviously again probably a lot of rihanna's a lot of rihanna's to thank a lot for that um and then nothing was the same i really loved i loved um what was the mixtape after that um if you're reading this it's too late i was super into that and then i kind of stopped caring after that because i believe fuse is after that and that was that came out at a time when I think I was on tour, so I didn't, I couldn't like really consume it when it first came out. And then all the reviews were so bad that I was like, I basically the reviews got me before I could consume that record. The museum so that's kind of where I started. Song I stopped caring. It's actually about you. Stop <laughs> caring about Drake. 
That would mean I definitely have been experiencing time non-linearly for a really long time, <laughs> if not my whole life, since I wrote that song in 2010, 2009, <laughs> and Views came out in 2016. <laughs> okay, yeah, anyway, that has nothing to do with anything, really. That's just a small aside about Drake. Um, let's see, are there any Nikki lines on this song that make me... She does the, like, stuttering of the beginning of words here again which is don't it's like put 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 your drinks up like yeah it's definitely a motif on this record yeah i know a lot of people when they would like kind of um you know like dunk on nikki or kind of like parody her that's like something that a lot of people reference as like low-hanging fruit um but are there any lines that like make me lose my mind? The in this very moment I slayed Goliath with the sling is like cool imagery to be like, okay, yeah, biblical Nicki Minaj, we love her. Is David Goliath in the Bible? What is that from? <laughs> like suddenly, I don't. We don't know. I don't know shit about the Bible. It feels biblical to me. Um, Maybe I'm literally proving my ignorance. Is in this there very like moment. context clues? Hold on. Where? Okay. Yeah, it's biblical. In the biblical story of David and Goliath from the book of Samuel, David is a lot smaller than Goliath, and he fights him with a sling filled with rocks. Okay. The archetypal underdog story. Thank you, genius. I'm glad that my one Bible reference I have in my repertoire is correct. Are there any Drake lines that make me lose my mind? Not really. You and all them white girls party five. (laughs) (laughs) That's always good. I swear this shit is as fun as it looks, man. That's a cute Everybody funny dies, but not everybody lives. And then he has to add the ah at the end, which fucking <laughs> just cut that off. Like, it's such like a, yeah, I'm a fucking genius with this line. Like, everybody dies, but not everybody lives. <laughs> when I hear that, like, famously, Drake has collabed with Sprite, but it literally <laughs> sounds like he takes, like, a sip of Sprite and is like, um speaking of sprite tis the season my great friend uh is on a uh what is it when you're trying to like you have a like you're so focused on a mission it's like you're you have a i don't know queen i don't know this all has to do with the cranberry sprite Oh, she's trying to find it. She's on. She's literally on a mission. She's made it her goal. Yes, because since last year, when we worked together, instead of just straight up cranberry sprite that they usually release for the holidays, it's now winter spiced cranberry, and it's not Ooh. the same. And everybody, she follows Sprite on Instagram, and like everyone in the comments <laughs> is like, "Bring back the original cranberry sprite." They even opened up like a phone line to people, and all the messages were like, "Bring back." Just normal cranberry Sprite. This winter spice shit is some bullshit. I did not know anything about this. I did not. The goings-on of Sprite culture is something I don't subscribe to. But I'm really glad that you know someone that does. It started last year. And she was like, every time we went to the grocery store, I was like, on the lookout for normal cranberry Sprite. And... Or winter spice. They ended up pulling the winter spice cranberry like really early because so many people hated it. The backlash. And then this year they did the same exact thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, they probably had it. They probably still had a lot of it in the oh factory. And they're like, well, we got to get this out somehow. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe 2020, you know, with the new Biden presidency, maybe people are more receptive to winter spice cranberries, right? You know, it's a new na- a new nation. Uh, maybe they'll be kinder to it. At least maybe that's what Pepsi was thinking. Or whoever, who makes Sprite? Is that Pepsi? Fuck it, I no, I don't. Oh, fuck. It's probably Coke. It's got to be, it's Coke because we order. Okay. The, spoiler alert. I still work in food service as of this <laughs> week and we order from Coke and we order Sprite. So. When is your last right. day? Monday the 14th. Okay. We're recording. Yeah. Yeah, we're recording. Okay, because I want to like drink and celebration. <laughs> oh my god, yes, we really should. Okay, that'd be so cute. Okay, wow, 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 I love that idea. But okay, all right, this is all. All right, back. Okay, I think "Moment for Life" by Nikki. I do think this song rocks. It's not my favorite. I don't live or die for it, but I do think it rocks. Yeah, it rocks. And I also wanted to ask you, uh, what moment do you wish you could have for life? Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, um, I don't have a lot of good ones to pull from. I'm just kidding. My life has been really cool and fun. <laughs> I don't know. That's actually such a... I don't think I could answer I could that answer it for you and say that dog you found uh, hanging out oh, with that... Yeah. Cu- the cutest dog. I want what, you to the have The internet that doesn't know. I want... I. <laughs> I wanted to have that dog. <laughs> he was so cute and he was so, so sweet. He was so well behaved. Oh my god! It was like very obvious he had an owner, yeah. and of course, you know, spoiler alert, he did have an owner. Um, but our time together was—it was a blessing. It was highlight of, you know, how many ads on Instagram? Like all of my targeted ads are for dog products because they think I own a dog because I follow so many dog accounts. <laughs> Like, that is the only content I care about. So when you were posting things that weren't Pokemon and was this cute (laughs) dog, it was, that's, that is my Nicki Minaj Zoloft to you. Mine is dogs and Zoloft. I was like, it was funny because I was like, I, I mean, famously, I had a dog for a long time and I was like, not, I'm not ready to have another dog. I have four cats and a tortoise, but like the three hour window where I was like, this dog is in my possession. I could end up with with him forever. Like, you know, every time I find an animal like this, I end up having to keep them forever. I was like, this could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I could do this. <laughs> he was really sweet. His name ended up being Ted. He was Ted. big head Ted. Yeah, he's Aww. really sweet. Okay, so track eight, check it out, featuring Will I Am. <laughs> this song is so crazy. <laughs> I usually skip this song because the amount of hatred people have for Nickelback is the same amount of hatred I have for Will I Am. Okay, hear me out though. Will I Am is bizarre bad. arguably bad <laughs> yes arguably bad i think will i am is actually living he is experiencing time time non-linearly he kind of if there was one person you know tom DeLong is like an easy shoe in for like ufos and mm-hmm. space i think will i am is i think t- tom DeLong to ufos is what will i am is to an actual computer he feels like a piece of technology now he's not a real man it's like mark zuckerberg <laughs> yes they're both robots made by the same company maybe i think his production 
is so weird. The sounds that he gets the most joy from suck. They're they're bad. He sucks. He's so bad. Like I you cannot like the more I think about where I am, the angrier I, I get. Like Really? I the further into the song I get, the harder it is for me to remain sane. Like <laughs> like his whole I listened to it this one time with his verse. It sucks. She's a listener. She's having a full-on conniption. Her head is in her hands. It kills my soul. His verses kill my soul. I die inside. I hate it. It sucks. I hate what I am. (laughs) He, how he is a successful person in music is beyond me. Becca, you're erasing a long lineage of massive hits by the Black Eyed Peas. I also don't like the Black Eyed Peas because I also think Fergie is <laughs> shit. Have you seen the video of her singing the national anthem at that Warriors I game? Love it. And I they think can't it keep so a good. straight face. <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> the fact that she had to apologize for that is wrong. <laughs> okay, Stacey Ferguson, I love you, even though you're a historically highly debated character. I mean, famously, she partied in Southport. She almost ran Emily Ailing over with a golf cart. (sighs) (laughs) Okay, I do want to just say one more thing about Will I Am. Will I Am produced Scream and Shout featuring Britney Spears. Amazing song. I recently was reminded of this of this time where I this was probably 2017. So the song had been out for like a couple years at this point. It had it had blossomed on the culture and faded away. I remembered it and I um, was hanging out with a guy. And I made him watch the music video, and then we hooked up. And then immediately after we hooked up, I started playing the music video on my phone again. Because <laughs> it was all I could think of the whole time we were hooking up. I was like, it was just playing in my head. Screaming that shout? Is, yeah, that song is powerful. As long as it's not check it out. Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't check it out. Similar in vibe, maybe, but... I do think it's interesting that this is based around a video killed the radio star s- sample. Weird choice. Mm. Hmm. You really don't even want to say anything. I about really this, don't. Do you? Like I, f- <laughs> I'm like Graham level right now of how much he hates certain things. Graham being Becca's older brother, who speaks passionately all the time. Um, I think. They performed this song on like the Kids' Choice Awards or something. I I have like a memory of them performing this, like someplace where it felt really weird. Maybe it wasn't Kids' Choice Awards. That feels really bizarre. The music video for the song is very not good. I feel like there's some lines though that I like in this song. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. There's a uh, there's a Will I Am line. We on the radio, hotter than a skillet. That's like a fun. Oh my god. Just the fact that he is featured on a Nicki Minaj song is like an insult to her. Well, I think that that kind of speaks to this record and how it was Nicki's first LP. And it was kind of, this is a great example of like how they were trying to mass market Nicki. So it was like kind of, there was like a song for everyone. Like, you know, if you, 
if you were like a younger fan and all you were seeing was like the pink wig and like the wild personality, it's like this is kind of like the song that they could maybe market to kids. Though there are some lyrics, the um, I just pop up on these hoes on some pimple shit and put an iron to your face, you old wrinkled bitch. That is like, (laughs) doesn't necessarily track great with the the kids, but (laughs) it's cool. I don't know. I actually don't, for as much as I probably should dislike the song, I don't dislike this song. That's fine. (laughs) Okay. All right, let's just do it. All right. Uh, What is this song called? Check it out. Check it out by Nicki Minaj. I think it's fine. I think it sucks. (laughs) Okay, beautiful. Okay, which leads us to track nine, Blazin' featuring Kanye West. Wow, what a song. Um, (laughs) uh, How I was saying earlier, where it's just her showing off how good of a rapper she is, I mean, the song opens with that. It's just like, silence, listen to Nicki rap for... (laughs) A few lines, and it's like she's it's so fast, and you're like, Yes, it really is. It's a lot of lines. Like, looking when you look at it on the screen, it's long. How could it be little me? It had the power to be the best. How could it be little me? You was like, Oh, babe, I land on a botany. You sounded like like a chipmunk reading one of those disclaimers at the end of a commercial, like a medical commercial. It's like <laughs> like auctioneer chipmunk vibes that rocked. Okay, yes, literally, she goes off. You get the like beautiful intro, but then the minute like the beat drops into the verse, it's just crazy. It's so good. This marks the origin story of Kanye West loving beige. Wait, does it? He says a line where he says her dress is just perf uh, product colored beige. Oh, yeah. I, I, Kanye's obsession with earth tones is unfortunately something I really love about Kanye. <laughs> There were like all those jokes when he was like talking about running for presidency. It's like, oh, we're all gonna have to wear Earth tones. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. Uh, um, this is kind of Nikki doing her what has been labeled as hashtag rap to an amazing level, an amazing degree. The um, so where my dogs at, Randy? Get off my dick, bitch, Andy. Go against me now, I dare you, Bambi. The like LeBron line too. She just like your game over, bitch. Gatorade, wet towel. She just she delivers. It's like I mean, it's quintessential Nikki here. It's so good. Yeah, <clears throat> here she does the like stuttering of the beginning of words manually. Yes, she does it her damn little self. Yep. Uh, I get oh I get the God. most joy out of some of Kanye's lines, uh, like uh, "I'm a grab your waist, then then I'm a grab your face, and then I'm a taste <laughs> it, then I'm a blaze it." <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, what is he doing to you? <laughs> it would make more sense if it was like "I'm a grab your face, blaze it, then taste it." Because it's like he's like grilling your face first and then he's going to taste it. So like hoo-foo, basically. Like what? 
hufu, like human tofu. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> no. He goes, oh, no. <laughs> I think the, the lines are immediately after that. The Yeezy heard the beat like he fucked her best friend and she let him back in and he just did it again. <laughs> He's a literal menace and it is honestly great in my opinion. At least this era of him, it was like I was very down with Kanye being a menace. No, dot, dot, dot. No, nothing to say about that. No, like, yeah, this is when I still liked Kanye, so. I mean, famously, he put out whatever, what critics would arguably say is his best record the same day as this. So he was, like, at a peak when he was rapping on this song. Oh, wow. Mm. I got two white Russians, but we also need some drinks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so... It's so smart. It's like so, you could tell that it was probably like really fun too to like write and record this song. It's so good. Yeah. We've got Simple Minds, Don't Forget About Me. That's the sample used. Is it? Yeah, it's just sped up or pitched up. Oh, it is. Wow. I didn't, I didn't recognize that. I like obviously could feel that it was like, oh, it's so good. Oh, it is. Wow. I'm literally just learning about <laughs> 10 years after the fact. That's crazy. That's so cool. Uh, wow. That song. I wonder if that was expensive. Uh, what? I wonder if that was expensive to like get the rights for that. I feel like that song is in commercials these days. That song, When it, last time I went home, my mom forgot me at the Wilmington airport and I was waiting outside and the song came on and I was like, how ironic. Don't you <laughs> mom forget about me. Okay. I love that so much. Okay. Blazing by Kanye or Blazing by Nicki Minaj featuring Kanye West. This song is ungodly good. Yeah, it rocks. It literally fucks. It goes beyond rocks. It fucks. Okay, track 10, Here I Am. This sounds like a Kanye song. I need to look at the lyrics because... Yeah, it, this does have... Did he produce this? Who produced this? I, oh, Swiss Beats. He's not credited on it, but you can tell that whatever other writers or like producers on this song probably had worked with <clears throat> Kanye. Yeah, and to... To kind of position this right after um, Blazin, the Kanye featured song, that's probably a smart move. Well, a con- uh, uh, intentional move, that's what I'm trying to say. I There's a, a misheard lyric for me where... Okay, in what part? I always thought she said, I'm a woman in the world and not I am a woman, hear me roar. I'm a woman near me. Which, like, she says it's so glum and sad and, like, defeated, which is really ironic because she's like, I'm a woman, hear me roar. But she's so defeated. She's like, I'm a woman, hear me roar. I think maybe, just hear me out for one second, maybe it's intentional because the lyrics leading up to it, she's talking about, like, being so, you know, like, why am I still keeping score? I'm in pain. I'm ashamed. I'm a woman. Hear me roar. Like, LOL sort of thing. That could be mm-hmm. a take, maybe. Mm-hmm. And if that is the case, that's, like, she's cool. <laughs> 
I mean, granted, she's cool. We already know that, but that that's a cool move. Uh, let's see. Is there anything? Oh, I love the, um, and the only thing that changed is the price of gold. Even in the afterlife, even in the afterlife, I'm going to fight your soul. That's an amazing line. Can't, Carl, I can't wait to fight your soul in the afterlife. <laughs> Dude, I'm, yeah, I'm going to start telling people. It's like, piss me off and I'm going to fucking fight your soul in the afterlife. There's some teens I work with whose souls I'm going to fight. <laughs> they just gotta turn 18 oh is that the rule no i don't know i've never fought anyone famously there's a museum out song about that yeah i don't really have a lot i want to say about this song it's kind of you know in some of the reviews they talk about like the nikki songs on her own on this record like are the weaker moments which is unfortunate because obviously she's a powerhouse and you know, to make your name doing features and stuff and then have your first LP, like the tracks are just you kind of be weaker moments. That's like obviously not what you want to do. And I don't think she did that here with this record. But with this song, I do think the song is a little on the weaker side. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty boring. Yeah. And then to, you know, now, like through the lens we have now to hear so many of the bonus tracks be like so amazing. It's like. And they're like on like a whole other level. I'm like, how did this kind of make the cut over some of these other bonus tracks? But I don't know. In general, I think the song is fine. If there was a song, just like the Will I Am song, if there was a song that like aired on the edge of suck, it might be this one. Yeah, I think this song. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Becca? Uh, I feel like my brain moves like a snail sometimes it's concerning <laughs> um but no i just like ponder things that don't even matter for way too long i'm like yeah the song is fine but like is it though <laughs> <laughs> i you only you can answer that for yourself it rides that line between fine and suck you're on the border of one state that is called fine and one state that is called suck. Texarkana. What? I mean, queen. <laughs> you go, what? Texarkana. Oh. Texas, Arkansas? Famously. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's just not going to. Okay, perfect. I love it. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger moment. I just answered it. I okay. said it's, it's on that. Okay, it's on the line. You're not, you're, today you're not airing on one side of the line? Today, I'm going to say it sucks. Okay, well, listeners, check back tomorrow. <laughs> All right, track 11, Dear Old Nikki. This is a song that's about growing out of a relationship where you become more successful than your partner. I mean, yes, you can definitely interpret it this way, that way. But I also famously have heard this song interpreted as like, you know, Nikki made her come up writing these like, vulgar crazy verses and then she releases this record that's like you know it airs on the side of like radio pop like mainstream pop and uh, i've heard the song interpreted as her being like you know like hey like that version of me the old nikki that featured on all those songs and did the mixtapes and stuff you know like she's still here like if you miss her don't worry she's like still here but like you know moving forward this is like how I'm going to have to approach my career. It's like a big metaphor for her, like approaching mainstream success. I've heard it interpreted that way. Yeah, I think you're more right. 
because I mean, it I is think called, it works both ways. It's, it's literally called Dear Old Nikki, and it's like yeah. a letter to her <laughs> old self. But like, um, I don't know. But like, yeah, without thinking about that, like any logical person, I took it as her becoming more successful and mm-hmm. the price she has to pay for that. Totally. It's like a, it's a, a song like this is unexpected, I think, on, um, on kind of like a mainstream pop and rap record, but it's, it doesn't feel out of place to me. And I really, truly do love this song. Um, there are some lines that make me scream, uh, the, your earrings, bamboo, your long nails too, your BMW, every time you came through, you was the brave heart, you stole Wayne Hart. That's like... Those lyrics, just that whole little section is just so, it's like chef's kiss. No, do you not agree? (laughs) (laughs) She's just sitting here staring at me. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have the same enthusiasm as you about it. You told me you'd come when I needed you. And you said. Oh my god. Uh, the longer like this goes on, the more I lose my mind. It's been an hour and a hey, half. Uh, well, I know we're this is a longer record. I'm sorry that we're we're so deep in the trenches with this. It's a lot of content. Um part two. This will be a two parter episode. <laughs> <laughs> the last we do the like two la- like remaining tracks and the bonus tracks in a whole other episode. <laughs> The bonus tracks are really good. Um, I think this song rocks. I think this song is fine. Okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. That brings us to track 12, Your Love. (laughs) So good. I said before, if anyone wants to propose to me to do it to this song, Oh, I love that. This is like the original. Do you know the song Cute by Dram? Um, I don't. This is like the original version of that. Or like take the on blueprint. that song. Like usually it's it's a really it's a cute song. Okay, okay, okay. I love Dram. He's so sweet and so adorable. I can't believe so you haven't heard cute. I think you're cute. I- Oh, yes. I, I probably do. have. I just, I'm not going to pretend like I know it off the top of my head. I think it's crazy. The lore behind this song and how it was recorded, like, before this record came out, like an older, like, demo version of it. And then it got leaked online and then it started charting on radio. So they, like, mastered it and then, like, resent it out to radio. That's crazy. And to know that she had put out a song before this that was supposed to be, like, the original first single and it didn't do great. But then this, like, organically started, like, doing great that's like such a cool story like it's interesting how that happens Mm -hmm. yeah this song is amazing i famously was unfamiliar with the annie lennox song that this samples which i know is probably taboo but i didn't listen to any music before 1999 i'm I'm surprised you don't love annie lennox like i feel like you would love her music I mean, there's no, it, there's no, it's never too late. Yeah, for <laughs> real, Carl, get, get on that, because I love Annie Lennox. Okay. I do think it is so amazing that the first, like, Nicki Minaj standalone song that, like, slayed at radio has a Bruce Willis reference in the chorus. <laughs> 
That is crazy. Bruce Willis seems like a nice guy, right? <laughs> I don't know. He could be very problematic, and I just don't know. It seems but, sweet, um, like, especially early in quarantine, he was holed up with Demi Moore in, like, their house in Idaho or something, and it was just, like, a cute, like, yeah, we're divorced, but, like, look at us co-parenting, <laughs> like, <laughs> even though all their really children sweet. are, like, adults, but it's still, like, they're friends, which is cute. Oh, I love that. S on my chest because I'm ready to save him. Great line. Insane Superman, Superwoman imagery, but what are some other lines that are so good? Shorty, I'm only tell you this once. The illest. <laughs> <laughs> the illest. To be the illest. To be to be told you're the illest. God, you wow. You got sparky. You got spunky. You got something all the girls want. You're like a candy Spunk. store, and I'm a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> toddler. Yeah. Okay. In general, also um, problematic, but the, when I was a geisha, he was a samurai. Somehow I understood him when he spoke Thai. To, like, <laughs> the, literally the idea of her, like, sitting down with, like, a pen and paper writing that is just so... I love you it. You wouldn't speak Thai, beauty does. <laughs> you would be speaking Japanese. <laughs> Really? Wait, is Thai not? Oh, I'm like literally showing my Samurai and geisha are oh, strictly are Japanese, Japanese yeah. things. But, you know, this is like in a dream, and somehow she understood him when he was speaking Thai. Uh, anything could happen. <laughs> I love this song. Japanese doesn't rhyme with samurai. And, and you know who knew that? Nikki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I think this song is amazing. I think the song absolutely I, rocks. I love this song. This has to be one of my all-time favorite songs. It's so cute. It's so good. It has a fucking Annie Lennox sample in it. It has everything I love. It's tailor-made for you. <laughs> wow. You just love to see it. Okay, so we'll do the last track, and then we'll do one of the bonus tracks. How's that sound? Sounds great okay gorgina the very last song on the standard version of pink friday is a song called last chance featuring natasha bedingfield Bedingfield. what is she up to these days she's just rolling in the money that she made from this era of her career she was a 2000s like Maverick. She was everywhere. Also, famously, Daniel Bedingfield, her brother, got to get through this. One of the best songs of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listeners, Becca's Becca's head just shot up. She just gave herself whiplash reacting to that. The Bedingfields are royalty. Oh, she's British. I didn't know that. Yeah. She's 39. Uh, she has a kid. Oh my god, there's an annotation on Genius that is insane. Um, it says, Nikki really loves Natasha's music, so she asked for the collab, and the song is saying that Nikki's headed to the top and willing to shoot anybody who stands in her way. I guess, I'm ready, I'm ready to shoot. There's a lot of gun imagery. Uh, I thought this song was one giant basketball metaphor. <laughs> you know, sure, sure. I feel like it's, it sounds more like it's a basketball metaphor than a gun. Oh my god, she's still tight with Nikki. I'm lurking on her Instagram and she has this video from Nikki that she posted on November 26th. I love that they're friends. And she's that like, so I heart you at Nikki Minaj. <gasps> that is the most heartwarming oh, thing. Oh, her hair. 
Natasha's? Yeah, she has bangs now. Oh, her hair is good. Yeah. Okay, the bangs is a good look. I love them. Oh, I love that. It's so, it's like... It's like a parody of itself that us, two, like, nerdy white people are freaking out about Natasha Bedingfield <laughs> on a podcast about Nicki Minaj. But that's just such a cute pairing of people. Okay, I need to stop. Um, In general, I think the song, the guitar and the chorus, the... Did they rip that off from you as well? No, they did not. Though I do famously love to do little things like that on guitar. That's the first thing I thought when I listened to this. I was like, oh my god. Egghead vibes. Um, But no, this song is... This song is, as the closing track is funny to me, it feels like... To end it on a a pop note like this feels like very intentional to be like, yep, you know, we're really... We're going for it. But I don't think... I don't think it doesn't work. I think it works well. What were you going to say? I think the song is really cheesy and it's like the closing <laughs> song for a movie like Air Bud or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. But to me, like I'm, maybe I'm weak, but that works for me. Yeah, you're, you're really weak. <laughs> I'm weak. I'm really weak. I'm, I can't, the gun imagery is like, got me it's beside not a gun myself. and she's shooting a basketball. <laughs> Even though she mentions a touchdown at some point, she switches the metaphor, which is like, come on, keep, keep the the sports imagery consistent. Oh, this song. I'm sorry. I'm just basking in the lyrics. The vultures. She references pecking away like vultures. Pecking away like vultures. That should be the payroll. Ah. <laughs> uh. Gun, cock, paws. And I'm well aware of the gun paws. <laughs> Wait, is that a lie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, I think this song rocks. What does the line headed to the top dot org mean? Is it is Forbes a dot org or is Forbes a dot com? Because right before it, she references Forbes. Forbes is a dot com. Maybe she just did it. Like for the rhyme, <laughs> headed to the top. <laughs> dot org. <laughs> I like that line. Anytime it's a dot org, I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> the bomb dot org. <laughs> <laughs> Go to it, rocksartsucks dot org. And oh my god, I wonder. Do you have to apply to be a dot org, or can you just like buy a dot org? Nah, I think you like, have to. Poop. Org. I think a dot org is like. Uh, let's see. Obviously, it stands for organization. Oh, the donate, the domain name org is a generic top level domain of the domain name system used in the internet. How did she know that? Right? <laughs> Nikki, look, we started by saying it. I just got to reiterate it again. She's the smartest woman in the world. That is crazy. <laughs> this like little, that weird tidbit of knowledge and she works it into this song. And you know that it's like one of those things that like if you were like ever in the same room as her and someone was like, what's like the top domain you could have? She'd be like, oh, it's org. And she like, no, she'll like, she make you feel stupid for not knowing. Oh, I love, I am obsessed with her. This song absolutely rocks. Um, 
You don't think so, and that's fine. I think that song is fine. Well, that brings us to our first and only bonus track that we're going to talk about on this episode of the pod because we are way over time. Super based track 14. Dude, oh my god, this song. Okay. I hadn't listened to the song in years until last night. And like I said to you earlier, I don't remember it sounding like it, like the version I was listening to and had to like <laughs> cross check. I was like, is this right? And um, yeah, this mix is bad. You think so? Oh my God, especially in the chorus. It's like, oh, oof. Okay, hold on real quick. Is Esther, what is Esther Dean from? Is she? Oh, I Googled her too. She's just written like a lot of songs for pop stars. She has guested on Drag Race a bunch. I thought she had like a TV tie-in. You know, Nikki came back to social media to just announce that she was going to be a guest judge on Drag Race. I mean, she was a guest judge on Drag Race. And literally, Becca, the episode, the season 12 premiere, I had this i was at a really weak mental point in quarantine when this when that episode when that came out this year and i probably watched it 14 times i like literally could not stop watching it i could only feel normal watching that episode of drag race (laughs) it was not it was weird but it was just one of those things um she slays in that episode she's so funny she's so smart she proves she's the smartest woman in the world in that episode she's so becoming perfect love her she looks great says only amazingly intelligent things we love her um but okay so super bass even if you think the mix is bad you cannot deny how infectious this song is Mm -hmm. the like pearl droppy synth sounds mixed with the like is it there's like a a sound in the song that sounds like distorted vocals just like riffing Am I crazy? Mm, I have to. There's like sounds in this that are just. There, the instrumentals are very Tokyo Police Club to me. (laughs) Okay. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna listen to this real quick. Okay. Or like some of it. It's the keys that are like very Tokyo Police Club. There's like a. It's like. Listeners, she's okay, dancing. the mix doesn't sound as bad in these headphones as it did in the nice ones that you just ordered. Okay, <laughs> our twin headphones. Uh, yeah, it sounded bad in those headphones. <laughs> now it's, it's 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 like tolerable. I'm not like holy shit, this is bad. Okay, because I well, in the other headphones like the kick and the bass were like so in the front of everything and like bad (laughs) okay maybe it was like mixed for radio like you know like for what how a sound a song is going to downgrade in quality over radio waves you never know Mm -hmm. that's it's just me riffing trying to explain why a, a perfect song might sound like shit um i think also i googled esther dean was in pitch perfect which i've never seen Oh, great movie. I know everyone says um, that, but I absolutely hate acapella anything. 
I think me too, actually. But the movie's just so fun and funny. I hate fun um, and funny. <laughs> okay, this song, Becky, you you simply cannot deny that this song was a moment in culture. Oh hell yeah! The song is amazing. It's be- it's it is. It's it fucking have a. Remember on VH1 they had like I love the 80s, I love the 70s. Yes. Have a mm-hmm. I love the 2010s, and you have to talk about this song. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can see the supercut now of like a bunch of like white comedians all <laughs> singing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just really. There's I you know like trying to talk about your favorite Nikki lines. It's like this is all one big favorite Nikki line. It's so good. Hey, let's record the, a cover of it. <laughs> you want to? Yeah, I can't believe we like bring back sweetheart. I actually like knew how to play this at one point. Uh, the music video for this song is gorgeous. As someone who famously has synesthesia, this does it touches on everything I love. It's just bright technicolor everything. There's there's green slime, there's pink goo, <laughs> there's ice, there's just like everything I want to see. What? It's so good. Oh, hold what? on. I hadn't watched the video, so now I'm like attempting to watch it, but on silent. Famously there's um, shots of her with this green wig that looks like seaweed. It's just so... Ugh. It touches on everything. Iconic makeup moment. She has, like, mm. pink freckles. She also does the the wig that's half blonde, half pink. She just, like, literally, whoever styled this video, whoever art directed and styled this video, just, they slayed Ooh. it. It's so good. Who's this ripped guy? Oh, yeah, a lot of people. Oh, no. He's like wearing a fedora. No. All attractive. It was 2010. No. I, nope. I just finished a season of Survivor that aired in 2010, and the main villain was obsessed with the fedora. Oh, God. That's like, okay. No, this main guy she's like all up on is hot. <laughs> Those speakers that are like ice. Yes. But they look like the robot from fucking, I don't know, some sci fi shit. Um, the video is very sci-fi. <laughs> so many just weird close-ups of the icy speakers. Oh, and then the last half of the vid's all the black light stuff. I always forget about that. Okay, they're in the snow now. Ooh, seaweed wig. Here's the seaweed wig. You know, wig. they spent a lot of money on those ice speakers. I'm trying to see the main guy she's all up on. Is that, what's his face? No. Um, let's look up the vid. Mm, yeah. This black light moment. Forgot about this. Whoa, 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 whoa. What is this? It says Super Bass in the cover versions on the wiki. It says Super Bass was covered by several artists and celebrities such as Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, Kendall Jenner, and Sophia Grace and Rosie who performed with Minaj on the Ellen DeGeneres show. What? When did Taylor Swift cover Super Bass? That's not real. You know the song never went number one. What? It topped it. It peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100. <sighs> That's disappointing. Nikki has like Nikki's legacy with number one. I feel like she only went number one like this year with the song that had, like six nine on it. I could be very Ugh. wrong, but I think it was like something really unfortunate like that. 
Wow. Okay, just to put a little cap on this, <laughs> Superbase absolutely rocks before we talk for three more hours. That was just like a live recording of my reaction to watching Superbase again. <laughs> All right, what do you think about the song, Becca? It rocks. It's All right, super. Oh, God. All right, you want to do final verdict on the record? Yeah. All right, you ready? One, two, three. It rocks. It rocks. Oh, it's so good. And you know, like, obviously, I don't know if other Nikki records really fit the um, theme of the pod, you know, since we're reviewing our high school iPod and iTunes music library, but I would do Roman Reloaded at some point in time. Uh, I was not as passionate about that album as this one. I definitely listened to it, but this is like, that's where my love well not my i will always love Nicki minaj but like my list active listening to her music ended after the next you're album. seeking it out and consuming it yeah after this record it became very easy to just consume Nicki music at fucking like walmart walking around the aisles and stuff it just became like it was everywhere oh it's crazy I, but uh, haven't been to walmart okay, in so wow. long I go to Walmart every other day. I know. It's like crazy that that's the only place you can get things. Whereas like, I went to the closest Walmart out here and it was the most awful, terrifying experience. The you know, just the United States is really big and uh, unfortunately, unfortunately a lot of it's pretty terrible, but I can't, I was going to, I I was going to say you can't knock Walmart, but you can knock Walmart. It's Walmart. Steal from it. It Rocks or It Sucks is produced and edited by Becca High and Carl Kuhn. It's mixed and mastered by Becca High. You can follow the pod on Instagram or Twitter at It Rocks or It Sucks. Thanks for listening and feel free to like, follow, rate, review, share, do whatever you want. Bye.